Glory to God, hallelujah. Another one of the days in the house of the Lord is the day that we should praise the Lord and magnify the Lord with me. He said, everything to have, fair praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. God has been awesome this morning. He was awesome in the Sunday school lesson. God is working His will in our life. All man, all praises go up to Him. The Bible says, everything to have, fair praise the Lord. Amen. I like to let, welcome you to love and faith healing ministry. But God is working miracles, healing the sick, casting out demons, strengthening His people. The people have been fed through the Word of God, through the Spirit of God. Amen. We welcome you here. Hope you hear the Word of God today. The Word of God might influence you and, and that it might exalt you to the next level that God has for His people. Amen. Uh, God has principles in the Bible. All through the Bible, God has principles of, of about life. The Bible stands for basic instruction before leaving earth. Amen. Uh, an instruction for the Lord. Amen. Uh, a way to live. And uh, God has told me to give this message a while back. Uh, start working for a living. Or start living to be I am. And God said, you need, to, you need to record the message, you need to get the message out, because the people need to understand this principle. Even the youth need to know this principle, because this will prepare them for the life that I have in store for them. Matter of fact, if this message get out, everybody going to hold to the message, that not only that, that their life will change, but the whole community, the community will change, the state will change, the nation will change, the whole world will change, if we just grab hold to this principle that God has for us. Stop working for a living. Start living to be I am. Amen. You can turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 6. Start at verse 19. That God has a word for you today. God has a word for us today. The word is good. Amen. Anytime the word of God goes forth, it's good. Even the word, I can do all three through Christ Jesus who strengthened me. It's a good word. It's a strong word. If you apply it to your life. Amen. The word is only powerful enough to those who apply the principle to their lives. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. As I said once again, we let, we welcome you here to Love and Faith Healing Ministry. I'm Apostle Kirk Hughes, who found the CEO. Amen. But God had laid up for us this ministry that we, the world might see, that the world might benefit from it. Amen. It was left on record, the word of God. It says, and Matthew chapter 6 starting in verse 10 Do not lay up for yourself treasure on earth Where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal But lay yourself a treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys And where thieves do not break in and steal The first thing I want you to understand he said do not lay for yourselves treasure on the earth where moth and rust destroys. He said, first of all, not for yourself. Do not lay up treasure. Do not let your money, your resources, your talents, your guilt for yourself. Life is not all about you. Life is about what you did before. First he said, do not lay up treasure in on earth. 
with thieves. You know thieves can come in. Even though you put your money in the bank, you know that somebody who can hack into the system and take your money from one account to another account, they can steal it. But if you lay up your treasure which in heaven where thieves or rust, rust or moth can decay it, lay up your treasure in heaven and not on earth. Many times in life, we've been taught this philosophy in life. Oh, we've been teaching this. Uh, my parents taught this. Other parents taught this. Generation after generation taught this. You must work hard and make a living for yourselves. You go to school and get education so you can have a good life. That is the natural, that is the world principle of the world today. We teach them it's all about us. What I can get out of the world. But God is not saying that. God said, do not let treasure on the earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. I'm going to tell you something, like I told you earlier, that a thief, uh, if you store your earthly treasure, your treasure, your money, your resources, you store them in the bank. A thief come to the bank and take your money. They they can sky, they can scheme things into they take your money from your bank account. They'll hack into your bank account and take your money. But you lay your treasure which is in heaven where thieves cannot break in. Ain't no thief showing up. The devil ain't showing up to take what God has for you. What God has blessed you with can't no man take from you. But the world says, go out there, go to school, get your education so you can have some money, so you can live comfortable. But that's the way of the world. But the way the kingdom of God says different. He says, fill your treasure which is in heaven. That means, in other words, use your finances in order to build the kingdom of God. Live your finances in heaven to do the things that God created you to do. If someone hungry, feed them. That was your money for. Your money is not to be stored up for yourself. I'll give you, I'll give you one uh, illustration. Lives of the rich man. The rich man had all what he wanted while he was on the earth. But when it came time when he go to the other side to go to, to this other designated place, he found himself that the money that he had stored up in all the more, you can store billions of dollars in all these banks, and guess what? You can't take it with you. And somebody else is going to have it anyway. Amen? You can save all the money you want to save and think this is going to last you forever, but life comes to a point that life comes to an end. And where do your money go there? I tell you where your money going to go. You're going to go to your family members, going to go to the, your debtors. So it does you no good to lay up your treasure here on the earth. But if you lay your treasure which is in heaven, then it's going to benefit those who are up on the earth. You're going to be able to bless others. And then also, you're going to be rewarded in heaven. Yes, I know a lot of times Christians, we don't believe that we're going to be rewarded in heaven. But the Bible says, what we do on the earth now, that we're going to be rewarded in heaven. So you're saying, Father, it's going to be a different blessing in heaven? Yes, it is. But he said, do not lay your churches up on the earth with thieves and 
Marvel Royce can destroy, but let your church in heaven where thieves cannot enter and destroy or break in. He said they cannot break in. So don't store your church on earthly things. Don't store your church just for you, but store your church for the kingdom of God, for the people of God, for God's creation. If we teach our young people this, we teach the old people, we teach our young things, people this. God told me a while back, I was, other day I was at my work and I was talking to a young man named Philbin. And God said, I said, I finally fell out. I finally, I finally found out what life was really about. Life is not about what I can get, but life is about what I can give. You'll learn that if you get older, but sometimes we don't learn it. But if you can understand it now, that my life is not about me. It ain't about what I can give, about what I can give to you. Say, my life is not about me. My life is about what I can do for others. Amen. Your life is about what you can do for others. But he said, for where your church is, your heart will be also. So if your money is all about you, then that's all you're going to have. You ain't going to have nothing else. You ain't going to have nothing laid up in heaven. He says, well, these do not break in. No one can take the way what you had done good upon earth. Jesus said it best. He said if it was two brothers arguing about uh, who who going to take next when Jesus leaves. The mother, even the mother said, you got to choose one of these two brothers, both of them leave. And Jesus said, oh, one, you do not know what you're asking of. But it's not up to me to give this. He said, but look, if, 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 if you want to do something great, if, if you're if your son want to do something that is good, he said, let them be servant of all. In order to be great, you must be a servant to all. You must serve all needs of the people. No matter where you go every day, there's a need to be served. Amen? Whether it's on your job or at school or through the county market, the marketplace where you go buy groceries, there is a need, there's a good that you can do. Lay up your treasure in heaven where these cannot break in. Amen? He said, where your treasure is, your, there your heart will be also. Then he came to the scripture and he tells them, well, don't lay up your treasure in earth but lay it in heaven. He came to say in verse 22, he said that the love of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? He gave it, he said that the lamp of your body is the eye. And what God is really is what God is saying is that your perception is how you perceive things. Your eye is the lamp. Your eye is what you perceive what life is about. Your perception of life. How you perceive things. Now one who's who's carnal mind might receive that I might I need to get all that I can get. A carnal mind man is all for himself. He's a selfish active person. And selfish don't get you nowhere in life. Being selfish create envy, strife, wars because of selfishness. When you're selfish, when you think about yourself, you're gonna be a miserable person. It's only through love, it's only through love and generosity that your life began to shrink forth life. 
God, in all to the time of eternity, He always day. And God is always provided and protected. Then that should be a sign for us that we should be always provided and protected of His creation. Amen? Not just only for the Christian family, but for all. The people don't realize that God is bigger than the church. You got some Christians think that all God is inside of four walls where we worship God. No, God is bigger than that. God and the manifest a thing of all of the earth. He involved in everything in the earth, not just the church. God loves everybody. Amen? Before you were in the church or before you accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, He still loves you. Amen. He said, but the left of the body is the eye. If therefore the eye is good, the whole body is full of light. It's how you perceive things. It's your perception of life. And you try to understand. Your perception about life is wrong. Working for a living is wrong. If you work just to satisfy your own needs, then you have missed the thing that the kingdom of God came here for. For the kingdom of God came to build. Jesus said, I ain't came to destroy life, but I came to give life and life more abundantly. Do that sound like a selfish God? God is not selfish. His perception is that I want to give. He said, even in other such school lessons, they didn't want to build God a house, but he told them no. He had the right motive, the right heart, but God said, no. I'm trying to give you something. You thought what I had there you already was just enough. No, but I'm trying to tell you, David, I'm trying to build a kingdom. I'm, I, I'm trying to build you a house, amen? amen. That's how you perceived it. You know, two people can see two of the same things and had two different observations about it. it. You wonder why two people go through the same thing and one go further and the other stay with it. It's how they perceive things. It's your perception of life. Everything that you, what you perceive is true to you. Whether it's right or wrong, your perception is real to you. You think life bad and all you're going to receive is bad. But if your perception of life is good, then you're going to receive good. It's your perception of life. Amen? Glory to God. Say, well, it's what I perceive. Say, my eyes are open. I'm not full of darkness, amen? God is an awesome God. But he said, your perception needs to be changed. How you think, how you go about thinking things are wrong. That's why Jesus said, God said that my thoughts are not like your thoughts. My ways are higher than your way. The way you perceive things, the way that you perceive life. Man taught you death, but I came to teach you life. I came to, see, to teach you how the world supposed to operate. From the beginning, God wanted everybody to be happy and have enough. But the world teaches you, get your and let them get theirs. That's what the world teaches you. the world teaches that. The girl don't worry about him to do what you can do. That's selfish. You know, we tell, we give you everybody. It's all about you. No. Life is not all about you. Jesus' life wasn't all about him. He laid down his life for your sake. 
He went through all the trials and tribulation just for you. What Jesus was, his perception of life was all about him and not about us. We'll be on our way to a burning hell. Y'all know that. But because he had the ways in the kingdom and the love of God and the kingdom of God in his heart, he knew what his duty was and what he was created to do on the earth. He came that you might have life, life, but he didn't, he didn't, he don't need life more, but he already got it. And since he already got it, he gave it to you. So thank you, Lord. And he gave me abundant life. He said, but the love of the body, if that's where your eye is good, your whole body will be full of life. How you perceive things in life. If your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. And therefore, the light that is in you is darkness. How great is your darkness? How great is your darkness if all you think is bad thoughts and all you think about is all about for yourself? How great are you? But he said earlier, if you want to be great amongst them, you must be a servant to all. Amen. And he said this thing in verse 24. He began to realize and get understanding what life is really about. See, I know one of the things that God's called me, I know that I'm a teacher of life. So I must teach people about life. But he says in verse 24, no one can serve two masters, but either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in man. Jesus said, hold up with me. I want you to understand. If you want to serve me, you can't serve money. Because if you want to serve money and it's all about you, it's all about what you get out of life, and it's all about me, he said, you can't serve me. You won't serve me. If all you're doing is trying to chase money and put you and let it transfer for yourself on the earth, you ain't thinking about nobody else. That's why a lot of rich people who don't care for other people, they everybody get their own stuff. That's why a society is facing what it is today. We say as the people of God and the people of the earth, we said we want things to be better in life. But the only way things can be better in life is we choose the ways of the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God is for all and not for some. God shows no partiality. But we won't show partiality. We think it's all about us. I get my fancy house, I get my fancy car, I did that work hard, you did it. That's not God. He didn't display his 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 blessings on behalf of who deserve it, who don't deserve it. He, he gave to all who willing to accept. So I can't be selfish. I cannot be selfish if I want to serve God. I cannot serve money and God at the same time. He said you'd be loyal to one and despise the other. So if you working for a living then you're going to despise God because you're going to say it's all about me. But one who, who loves God, he understands that the love of God loves people. But he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you want life to be better, if you want our community to be better, if you want stuck God, we want the surrounding towns and this nation and this state and all around the world to be better, we have to take hold of this principle. This, this principle is, 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 is for the best of all humanity. See, the message needs to get out because humanity needs to understand. You know what? Our biggest enemy is ourselves. I saw the movie Wonder Woman. I you said, Preacher, when you go with Wonder Woman. But I saw some principles in Wonder Woman because I always understand and learn all things. All things. 
Wonder Woman and, and her brother Ares and Zeus was the father. I know you talk about all this uh, ancient God, but it was a principle that I learned from it. And Zeus, his, his son Ares was a god of war. And Ares said this. He said, I'm going to help the people do what they are already doing. In the book, Eric said, I'm putting it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to influence them what they already influenced it. The people of humanity is our biggest enemy is ourselves. We need to be delivered from ourselves. Eric wanted the people to be sure the they were already doing it. But Wonder Woman, his sister, who also was a god, had to come and revenge what is right. What Wonder Woman did was save humanity. What Ares was was trying to destroy humanity. Ares you can see as Satan. Wonder Woman you can see as Jesus. That's why I like superhero. People are like, why do you like superhero? I always like things that that good trump over evil. I love that. I, I, I love watching that. I, I, I'm, I'm in tune with it. It, it. it does something to me. Every from my youth, I, I want to stand up and be fight, fight for the people. Fight for the people. Fight for the people. Fight for your humanity. And this is what God, one of the things God called me to do is to fight for you. To stand for you. To give to you. And offer you what God has for you. I want to be that superhero. So you need to be like Christ. Christ didn't make himself with no reputation. It wasn't about him. It was about God and us. He laid down life with the Bible said no great love than a man that laid down life for his brother's sake. If you want to love, lay down your life for your brother and your sister. Do the things of the kingdom. Amen. The kingdom of God. Suffer violence. Amen. So are we gonna fight? Or we gonna just gonna sit down and not do the things of the kingdom of God. Amen. God is awesome. But he left on where he said, therefore, get back to it. He said, No one can serve two masters, one be loyal to another, or he will hate, he despise the other. You cannot serve God in them. You can't work for a living. But you know, work to be I am. The message is stop working for a living and start being I am. What you was created to do. If you do the thing that you created to do, God is going to bless you in all your ways. You ain't got to worry about no house. You ain't got to worry about no car. You ain't got to worry about no food. They say you, can't, you can't serve two masters. You're going to be loved to love. Before I go any further in this chapter, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 16. I want you to see something about serving. Turn your Bibles to Luke 16. This is the parable of unjust servant. He said, also I said to a disciple, therefore was a certain rich man who had a steward, and all the occasion was brought to him, that this man was wasting his goods and not the prodigal son. But he said, so he called me and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give account of your stewardship. For you'll no longer be steward. Jesus teaches this. He said, 
what I heard that I had gave you then, and, and all you did was store things for yourself and try to trickery people out of what they had to make yourself rich. He said, but then the steward said within himself, what should I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. First of all, the Lord, the Lord said this. First of all, anything that you have, I have blessed you with, it came from me. I gave you stewardship, but you don't own it no way. You don't own your money. You don't own your time. You don't own your gift. You don't own your life. But I gave it to you that you might have a good stewardship. So I got to be careful of what God given me. I must be a good steward. <laughs> Amen. He said, did the steward say with himself, what should I do? For my master is taking away the stewardship away from me. I cannot do it. Now he was blessed man. He was blessed. He had something. God put him in a position that he might help people. God gave him some Christians and blessing. Yet, but he wanted all for himself. He said, for the master taking my stewardship away from me, I cannot dig. He said, now God took away the blessing from me, the blessing from my life, and I cannot dig. He said, in other words, he said, I can't work hard no more. I can't work hard. It's, it's hard to make a living working hard. I can't dig no ditches for a living. It's hard to make money digging ditches for a living. Amen. He said, I'm ashamed. I ain't, ain't, I'm ashamed even to beg. He said, I have resolved what to do that when I am put out of the stewardship, that's how we get. When we don't follow the kingdom, the rules of the kingdom of God, and we want to do things when the blessing of God is not on our life, we want to take other from others. Now this man who was blessed by God and, and did do right by God to his fellow man, he finally said, he said, now since God had took his blessing with me, I'm going to be a con artist. And I'm going to take for other people who owe me. He said, I have resolved what to do that when I am put out of stewardship, that they already see me into their houses. So he called everyone his master's debts. Timmy said to the first one, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. He knew that the man who had a debt who owed. Oh, who owe him 80 would settle for 50 real quick. See, you can't have a, a quick get rich thing. You can't go to the casino and expect God to bless you. Said, God said, don't, don't, don't be uh, wanting wealth like that. If you do anything for wealth, you do anything for money, you'll do anything. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. If you love money, you'll do anything for it. That's why you can't serve God and man. You, a person who loves money, they, they, they take from, I seen people take from their mama, their daddy, I seen people take from church, I seen people take from anything just to get by. And God said, if you do what I told you to do, you're to be serve the kingdom of God, you got to worry about that stuff. You don't worry about your house, you don't have to worry about your clothing and your food. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But he said, you're not being a good steward. But see, they still began to say, "Well, I'm going. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm going. I'm going to deal, screw. I'm going to be a con artist." But he said, "So for the master command, the unjust." He said, "Sit down quickly and write fifty. Then verse seven, he said. Then he said to another, "And how much do you owe?" So he said, "A hundred measure of wheat." And he said, "Then take your bill and write eighty. So the master command, the unjust steward, because he dealt truly with them. 
For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of life. He said, people who don't know God, who accept Jesus Christ, will do anything for money. If you don't know God and know that God will provide for you every day, you'll go out here and do anything for it. You'll sell drugs. So I'm going to tell you something. People who sell drugs, I'm not talking against you. I'm just telling you that you're wrong and you're destroying lives. Because you would do anything to make money. Just you, you do, you do anything to make money and you're destroying other lives. That's not helping. That's not godly. If you, if you go out here to do things to make money and it harm other people, that is not godly work. How many times we affect people's lives what we do? I ain't got the scheme for nothing in life. The God of Christ, you don't have to scheme for nothing. Everything has already been given to you. Life in God has been given to you. Everything you need in life has been given to you already. You don't have to scheme nothing in life. For the kingdom of God do not operate like that. You know, I'm gonna tell you further in this message when he said, Who is he said, and I said to he said this generation did the songs of life. And I said if you made friend for yourself by unrighteous men, then you would fail. If you had if you use your money, unjust money, to make friends, uh, you know how people really got big big time drug dealers or people who I can just go there for people who who are in the government official who take from the poor to feed their mission. And what the government mission was, not only the government mission, and I it said in place, they might help the people and not take from the people. That's why they understand how people pay taxes all year long. I don't know until you pay taxes all year long and then you still owe the IRS. How can you owe the IRS and when they already take the money out of your check every week or every five week or every month they take the money out of your check and then at the end you still owe them? Now that doesn't sound right. It's because their motive is to make them rich. And then, then it's hard to be tired. People who work all their life they retired and ain't got enough money. Because of the unjust steward, amen? Said so, so you might be an unjust steward. Amen. But he said, he said, if I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous manner, then you will fall. He said, then you will fall. There I receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful what is least, he is faithful also in much. And who is just, and what is least is unjust also in much. God said, if I can't trust you with the little money that you got now to help other people, how you expect me to bless you with great things? Because guess what? If you got a little money you don't want to share, you sure ain't going to want to share when I bless you. When your cup runs over, amen? When I bless, when I bless you with a multi-million dollar business and you say it all about me. No, God gave you that business so you can, matter of fact, get other people some job or help other people in needs. Amen? It's not for you. Your church is not for you. Your gift is not for you. Your resource is not for you. Your resource is for the kingdom of God. Amen? For you, you unfaithful and unrighteous man, who will commit to you to church you with true riches? He said, if you're unfaithful, and what you have now. How 
how would he be faithful in some true riches? It's not about you. It's not about I'm working for a living to provide for me. No, I'm working for a living. I mean, I'm doing the thing that God created me to do that I might help someone on this journey. Amen? I'm going to tell you about it back tomorrow. I want you to see that because you can't serve two masters. You either serve God or you're going to serve money. The question you must make up your mind, what I'm going to do this day for? Is I'm going to start working for a living or I'm going to start being I am? Amen? I'm going to do what I created to do. And everything else is going to be added. Amen. We're going to get to that right quick in the minute. Amen. Glory to God. Matthew chapter 6. Where we left off at Amen. We left off verse uh, 24. He said, No one can serve two mouths, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. And therefore, he said, since you can't serve God and man, he said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life. Well, that's going to get real deep now. He said, therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or what you would drink, nor about your body or what would you put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? He said, do not worry about your life. God is telling you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about your clothing. Don't worry about your house. Don't worry about your car. He said, I know you had neither of these things. Do not lay your church up on earth. Don't get things amiss about things. Life is more than things. I can get a new car, but it can be taken away the next day. These, the Bible said, things that are visible are temporary, but the things that are invisible are eternal. Amen? He said, but therefore I said, you do not worry about your life, what you eat or what you would drink, nor about your life or what you put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing. Did you get this analogy? In verse 26, he said, Look at the birds of the earth, for they neither sow, nor reap, nor plant into bone. Yet your heavenly Father feed them. Are you not more valued than they? What do you by worrying can add one cubit to his statue? He said, Look at the birds of the earth. They no sow, nor pull, nor store those things in bone. They don't work for a living. They don't go out here. They don't work for a living. They don't want they don't put their money in the bank. With these who come in and take it. He said, but look at the birds of the earth. Now I want you to take a look outside. Next time you go outside, I want you to look, I want you to look at the birds. Birds do exactly what they were created to do. They go around flying. <coughs> they doing what exactly what they were created to do. When you're doing what you're created to do, then all God has for you will be yours. He said, look at the birds of the earth. They ain't no sure, no tour, no put their stores in and put their money in the bank, but yet they fly every day, and yet your heavenly father feeds them on a daily basis. They just go around flying, doing what they created to do, and yet God gives them what they need daily. 
It's only, it's only the God people who are created in his likeness and image have a problem trusting God for everyday needs. So we need to get to this principle of living a life. The world way has been taught us, has been a lot of number of tools and headache in our lives. The problem that the world taught us causes number headache, selfish, envy, murderer, slavery, cause because it's a selfish act. It's not for the world being of all people. Birds are doing what they're created to do. And God bless them. He feeds them every day of their life. Nothing is missing in their life because they depend on God daily. You must ask yourself, do I depend on God daily? Or do I depend on the job that I go to? So the job you go to is a place of resources that you might bring the gospel, share the gospel, or influence them, or encourage them in the word of God. The thing that God created you to do is better. God said, I, have, I know you had an easy thing, I will provide for you. If I provide for the birds, watch what he said. He says, yet your heavenly father feed them. Are you not more valued than they? Which of you, by worry, can add one cure to his statue? Worry don't solve nothing. How am I going to do tomorrow? What, what am I going to get tomorrow? Let tomorrow take care of yourself. The answer is right here. He said, verse 26, why do you worry about clothing? Right, he said, he gave the example of the birds. They, I feed them daily. Then he goes to the middle. He said, so why do you worry about cloning? Consider the lives of the field. How they grow, neither tour nor they spin. They don't work or do nothing. Do what they do what God created them to do. To sit there and look pretty and grow and do the things that God created them to do. He said, how they grow, they neither tour nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon and all his glory was not a ray like one of out of these. Solomon in all his glory. Solomon was a king. God has blessed him with many riches and many things in life. His house had gold and silver on it. He had the finest house. He had the finest kingdom. He had so much money. So much wisdom and knowledge that the people looked up to him. And he said, God said, these lilies was more ray than Solomon in all his riches that I gave him. God said, I told them lily every day. I give them what they need every day. You don't have to worry about clothes on your back. God will provide for you. Thank you, Lord. He said, you know, he gave me back to Ephesus. When he delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. Did none of their clothes and shoes wore out. Forty years, God provided for them forty years supernaturally. They provide for them 40 years. They had to buy no clothes. They had to buy no food. Every day, God from heaven provided for them daily. And yet they still complain. Why did they still complain? Because they thought they should have more. Sometimes you got to be satisfied what God has given you this day. If you're satisfied what God has given you this day, you get to worry about what somebody else got. Quit worrying about what somebody else don't want what someone else already has. God has a blessing for you too. Don't get disturbed because you see other people God has blessed. But the Bible said he ran the just well as the unjust. Quit looking at your neighbor. Because when you look at your neighbor and you think you should have had that hey daddy, you become envy. They go that selfish act again. 
Sabbath destroy this world. Read the world like it is now is because we fail to apply the word of God to our life and teach the principle of God the ways of life. I'm going to tell you something. If we don't live this way, we're going to pour and work hard for a living and we're going to be disgusted, we're going to be envied and murderous while there's so many people in prison. What if we would just make sure that everybody is provided for? If everybody had houses that they can go to, if everybody had cars they can go to, if everybody had food on the table, crime would, would drop. Why? It's only when we accept this envy as politics and people that we make a difference of people and think they don't deserve this, they don't need that, boom, then crime would go up there. Somebody go act crazy and take some money because they got the love of money. They need. Money is needed. I'm not saying money is not needed. Money is a tool to do good. But when you have the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. When you start thinking, when you ain't got enough, you're going to do something crazy. If your, if your kids are starving and you're a mother and it's bad and you don't trust God, you'll go to Walmart and still eat some bacon, some eggs, and some ham hocks and stuff. I got to feed my kids. But if everybody was equal provided for, if everybody made sure that they never had food, then the world won't go so chaotic. That's the truth. That's the truth, world. Wake up. Wake up, world. The world needs to hear this message because anytime we're living outside of this, life is hard. Crime rates go up. Murders, war, starve because, guess what? For the love of money. This country wants this money, so we're going to destroy y'all and take y'all stuff. Why come this country say to this country, we're going to help you make sure that everybody is provided for crime will go down. There won't have to be no war. We have to fight over something that's out in the beginning. Everybody needs to make. Amen. And that's the point of trusting God. Amen. The point, do you trust God? Or do you worry every day how I'm going to be provided for? But God said, oh, I'm going to get in the midst. But you are such little faith. If I provide for that little of the bill, that the grass is thrown into the, to the furnace tomorrow, oh, how much I will provide for you. Oh, you such a little faith. It's all, it's, it, it, it amazes me that the ones who are created in God's likeness and image have a problem of trusting God. God will meet my need every day of my life. I trust him. He's going to provide. He's going to do that. Because he's God. And he, because he loves me. And he's not a God of partiality. He don't do for one and don't do for the other. God loves all of us. Amen. And that's what you do. God said love your neighbor as you love yourself. It is the second greatest commandment in the Bible. If we wanted this world to be a better place, if we want our life to be better, if we want our life to be fulfilled, then we must love our neighbor and we love ourselves. He says, Man, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you little baby. If you care about the summer grass of life and provide for them on a daily basis, if you don't trust God, where's your faith? When you don't trust God, we say, God, I don't trust you. I trust in my own self. And that's what we have the worries we have every day. We worry because we don't trust God. We don't believe what His word says. He said, do not, he said, verse 31, do, devil, do not worry saying, what should I eat or what should I drink or what should I wear? For all these things, the Gentiles, the world seek these things. That's all they seek. 
He said, but your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But this is the key. He said, I know that you need all things. I will provide for you all things. He said, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things should be added to you. Seek the kingdom of God in his righteousness about serving one another, making sure that everybody had enough food, make sure that everybody had a house, make sure everybody had clothes, make sure that the government, if you want the world to be a better place, all those who are president and senator, if you want this world to be a better place, just start providing for everybody needs. And you'll see the crime rate go down. But it's still there. It's still you being about yourself. About you being the open. If you want to be a leader, a leader don't take. A leader lead. He died. He don't take from no one. He gives himself to the world. And that's what Jesus did. The great leader of all time. Amen. He said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. But tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. See, tomorrow, we try to worry about tomorrow. And you have to be satisfied of the day. We put unnecessary stress on when we worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow ain't came here yet. And yet you worry about tomorrow. Don't today have enough issues today. But you have enough problems to deal with today and not See, you, you, you're going too far. You keep yourself out of character. You start worrying about something you had no need of. Because if you start worrying about all these things, they, they, they tell me one thing. They tell me that you don't trust God like you should. That's why we're all troubled and worried about this. If you are worried, you just, if you, when you start worrying, you just say, I don't trust God. When you're worried, you do not trust God. I remember Jesus said, do not worry. Do not worry. God's going to take care of you. God's going to provide for you. You don't like the word. All you got to do is trust him. Amen. But I'm coming to you end of this message, this part one of this series. Stop working for a living. Stop being I am. But stop working for a living. Stop being I am. Stop doing the things of the kingdom of God. If the world, if everybody just do and serve one another, then the world would be a better place. It would have a effective change if one day, if we went up tomorrow and said, we're going to serve one another. And make sure that everybody had what they need. Life, society would change instantly. Amen? Glory to God. But I hope this message, I know this message was good. I know it's good, it's, it's life changing. Take heed to the voice of God. Take heed to the word of God. Trust God in your everyday activity. Stop doing the things that God created to do and watch your life be fulfilled. It's only through, it's only my habit, it's only fulfilled when I start loving people. When I love people and teach people and encourage people and teach them the word of God, teach them about life, my life, I've come into all of my life. It's a place that, that I'd rather not be in any other place than in that place of doing the thing that I was created to do. I love doing this. And by me love doing it, helping others and blessing others, oh, I feel good. And I know that all my need will provide. Trust God and watch it provide. Amen. Love and faithful and mission. May God bless you. In the name of Jesus, amen. May God bless you.